0: This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Yeah, bet your sweet ass two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. No, LeVar Arrington. It is Brady Quinn. It's Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so, and we'll take you all the way up until nine a.m. Eastern Time, six o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. But a little backstory here: it was several months ago uh, on this show. We were just getting ready for a normal Friday episode, uh, looking. For Forward to the college football season, the NFL season. Uh, Brady Quinn, not busy at all during football season. Doesn't have a lot of TV or anything else going on. And so he's got a lot of time to come up with ideas and themes for the show and things like that. I mean, I'm grinding away, sweating, going over film, what, looking at you know Big 12 defenses, how can we fix the problem, going over all sorts of stuff, looking at the NFL schedule, looking at you know first half lines, things like that, trying to make sure I've got every T cross and every I dotted. And then Brady Quinn and said you know what it'd be really cool if we made every single friday a football friday and you yeah. better believe it's a football friday, 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 friday night 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 Yeah, let's go let's go by the way, how about the uh, extra layer of lies added on uh, to the uh, tale of uh, Football
0: Friday I always uh, appreciate your, uh, your, your, your embellishment, <laughs> as you will. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. It's not like we didn't see a bunch of guys run a, a 40-yard dash last night and they lied about the times they I, ran.
1: I can't, I, that, thank you, thank you, thank you. What the F was that, man? Um, So three guys and I I even said to you in in, uh, just talking about in the notes going over the show. Hold on a second. So three guys ran sub four three and everybody was was, you know, going off about it. They were real loud about the the times that came out initially. And then it was later on. There was a quiet whisper. The official times came out. Chris Olave was closer to a four four. What happened? What was going on? Yeah,
0: Tyquan Thornton from Baylor is the wide receiver who I think got jobbed the most because they, his unofficial time beat John Ross's four two two, which would have made him the fastest wide receiver, the fastest player in the history of the combat around the forty yard dash, and it looked fast. Now, it, it first couple steps, it looked like he might have stumbled a little bit, but when you, I mean, you're when you're watching, you're like, oh, okay, I don't know what that was, but that's fast. Um, but he's the one who got robbed the most because this—I mean—and and obviously, social media as it does. Like, and by the way, this should give you one indication of why you should never buy into things you see on social media. <laughs> as soon as his forty time was run, everyone ran with it. It goes viral, and the official time later comes out to be a four two eight. So he's six one hundreds behind. As you pointed out with Chris Olave, they had him at a four two six. He ended up running at 100th slower than his teammate Garrett Wilson. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was like a 10th and hundredths slower than what the time they originally gave him, which, by the way, it's a huge miss. Like, here's what I don't understand, is you're using lasers. You are using lasers and technology. I have no idea what they put on the TV screen, the, in the lower bar, that, that third lower bar, I have no idea what that is. Because if you're doing a laser time for this, you should never have this sort of issue. It's not that complicated. There's no way a laser should be a tenth of a second off. You're talking about more like a hundredths, maybe two hundredths. And it was weird how some players, it stayed the exact same, and yet three or four, and it just so happened to be you know, three of the fastest guys end up getting bumped, bumped back a hundredth. I, I think my conspiracy theory, and if we could. Can we get a little bit of music Yeah, a little,
1: a little unsolved mysteries. Uh, Robert Stack, just uh, you know, imagine him in a trench coat standing outside some foggy building where there's probably a dead body or two inside of it behind him. Uh, sounds like Quinn, Lucas Oil.
0: Sounds like Lucas Oil Field. Oh, I mean, maybe, oh unbelievable. Maybe Jim Ursay. I don't know. <laughs> you I mean, think so, a little weekend at Ursay's? Yeah, little, you know what? Yeah. I'll say this much, not to get off on a complete tangent like we do. Uh, I, we were having dinner last night, and there is this gigantic ymca it looks as like nice of a ymca as i've ever seen and it's it's an ursay family ymca they, they donated the money to put it together and all that he's had a huge impact on this community like jim ursay is like mr indianapolis oh yeah um and so I, I know we give him a hard time he's also been incredibly charitable uh yeah. not so much to the tree he has to lean on when he <laughs> sings with his band but in general i think you know where I'm
1: going I, I, I think from, so. he actually was the inventor of the mini bar Inside hotel rooms. Oh, I don't know what is that. Oh, I thought my mic was off. Sorry about that.
0: I keep watching Dope Sick <laughs> on Hulu, and I keep thinking he's going to pop up at some point for like OxyContin and all that. I don't uh, know. No. <laughs> Based on what they found in his trunk. Oh I mean, uh, yeah, that,
1: that is trash bags.
0: Uh, fair point.
1: By um, the way, you, you couldn't like, you couldn't afford a Louis Vuitton bag. Like we're walking around with Hefties. <laughs> yeah, like I was did. it was it a red string Hefty trash bag? Because it feels like that's the official trademark of a Hefty trash bag the red string on top
0: uh, ours either are blue or black they're never red I don't hmm. know
1: well, what you're talking must be about. a california thing i think it comes with the masks uh, you buy a, a box of
0: trash bags you get an n 95. do we go day. back to conspiracy theory uh, <laughs> so i i think what this has to do with and why you know look they say it's unofficial and it that's their that, that's the nfl network's disclaimer the nfl's disclaimer but the ratings have to be huge, 100 percent, huge. And especially when you say a guy runs a four two, one, it's going to make everyone continue to want to tune in. Uh, and, and so here's the backstory, by the way, too. So the kid who ran that Taquan Thor, he's a wide receiver for Baylor. And, and look, even a four two eight's really fast. He'll jump up draft boards. He probably helped himself big time, make a little extra money. He trains down really close to where I live. And so there was four guys that a trainer who I'm really close with said, hey, keep an eye on, on Tyquan Thornton, Tariq Woolen, Nick Cross, and Boogie Barnes. His name's Kalen Barnes. He's from Baylor as well. Uh, the, the last three I named are all defensive backs, so they have still yet to run. But he said when he was doing his times, he's like, all these guys are in the 4 twos, like, I think they've got a shot with a good start to maybe break it. And once I saw it, I was like, holy crap, he was right. I'm like, maybe these guys will end up breaking it. Now I'm starting to think that the NFL, much like we always see with anything controversy around the NFL, they're okay with it. They're okay with the officiating isn't great. They're okay if the 40 times aren't accurate. They're okay if there's a, there's a little controversy going in the offseason. Because it keeps their news cycle going. Totally agree. They don't, they don't want to get it right all the time. And, and I find that really interesting, especially when it comes to officiating, because that should be one of the biggest things as we start to get gambling more involved that they fix. And instead... Like they kind of want there to be some controversy surrounding the NFL. So it's a 365-day-a-year deal. We're always talking about something involving the NFL. I-,
1: I totally agree. And the idea that... And just, you know, pointing at Chris Olave, who... Uh, every, you know, th- That's why I actually went on and started... W- I didn't watch the event live. I was going back and forth and doing stuff. But when I saw the 40 times, I thought, man, I gotta go watch him. So they got me to go out of my way to Google search Chris Olave 40 time. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this 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 is unbelievable. I think you even sent out a tweet, fastest wide receiver class ever. And, then which, all
0: of it. which still holds up on.
1: Yeah, I mean and and those guys were blazing and look, Chris Olave, you know, 429 and you know, 439 or whatever he was officially clocked at afterwards. I mean, we saw what he did in college. I mean, that, you know, I think that stuff's going to take uh take the lead over any 40 time that he has. But the idea that you would just miss by that much is crazy. And so I don't think the NFL minds at all. I totally agree. It's like we saw it years ago. Uh, with the uh, home run derby in Boston, where Major League Baseball came out afterwards and said we use different baseballs for the home run derby, <laughs> like they
0: like they literally well, use that and they placed buckets of syringes uh, Well that is, locker, right? yeah, that, yeah. that is a good point.
1: yeah, uh, that that is a good point. there there is the uh, you know, hey, there's something in my Gatorade. Does it look like HDH? Yeah, bad nobody saw anything. It's fine. so there's that. So those guys were probably on the gas and they were getting a little bit of help from a from a doctored baseball. i I do think leagues look at events like this and go, if we could cut a couple of corners you know if we could if we could uh you know kind of you know throw something out there and then afterwards our mistake you know uh, uh ask for forgiveness except for permission uh, you know instead of permission type deal as long as it got buzz and it absolutely got buzz on social media and everywhere else when people started to hear some of the 40 times four two one. Like, I don't know what a cheetah runs a 40 time in, but but we're talking like uh, the guy from Baylor is, is you know, a step behind an actual cheetah running a 40 yard dash at that point. And so you see these times come out and you go, well, I got to check this out. It increases buzz, clicks, uh, conversation. People are all over social media. And I go back to my, my original point, the unofficial times, the the fake times we heard way more about than the official times because right. there was a lot of production made about the fake times. When the official times came out, it was like uh, 439 uh, Crystal Lobby. Wait, what? 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 Uh-huh. An hour and a half ago, it was, it was a tenth of a uh, second it, faster. It's crazy. Uh,
0: everyone already left the stadium. People were off TV. I mean, it, it's, it got to the point where I, I'm 100% in on what you're saying, and, and I agree. And you have to understand this. Most people don't know this. You guys know the NFL doesn't actually run the NFL combine, right? I mean, it, is, that a, is that understood? So a guy named Jeff Foster with national football scouting is actually who runs the combine. He's actually the one who's the president oversees all of it. He's the one who originally put in all those mandates that you heard about, how no one was going to come, no one was going to test and everything else. And now obviously he lifted that sense realizing that it was a stupid decision. But it's not the NFL. They just put their brand on it. They outsource it to a separate company that Jeff Foster runs that does it. And he's the same guy that if you noticed, notice that the bench press wasn't a big thing for anyone? Yeah. Yeah, it's because they're doing it the same day they're running 40s. And every agent and every person who was involved in the process that has players kept telling Jeff, hey, pal, you may want to put it on a different day because no (laughs) one wants to stress their central nervous system by throwing up 25 reps of 225 and then having to go run a 40 eight hours later at night. That's not what's best for these athletes. Like You want them in one instance to be a world-class track star and run a 40-yard dash and do these drills and go catch footballs but then you want them to also to, to work like they're a Mac, a Mac truck. <laughs> right. And you want them to bench 225 15 times. So, you know, that's why you saw not as many people benching. And, and by the way, that will continue to be the trend until they change it to another day like they should. So there was an issue with that. There was an issue with a number of players who – and they're still yet to run. And that, all this could change. It's a fluid situation. But some guys didn't run. Like Trey McBride, he's the best tight end in the class. He reminds a lot of people of George Kittle. You can see it if you watch him. He's a uh, tight end out of, out of uh, Colorado State. He didn't run, he'd run in the 40. And the reason is, is, if it's such an important deal, you'd rather wait as long as you can to train for your start and train to make sure your form is right to get the best possible time you can. But the reality of it is, too, is people look at Indianapolis and they say it's not a fast track. And, and people have complained about it for years. Well, now everyone looks at it and think, oh, that's a pretty fast track. Look at how many times we had there were sub 4-4. We had the most we've ever had as a wide receiver group. So I even think they're trying to fudge it a little bit, a little bit, just to be able to try to get more guys to participate because every trainer is resistant to it given the schedule, given the format and the fact that they think Indianapolis is a slower track and they feel like these guys, if you, and if you notice, they always run faster at their pro day. Yep. It just so happens to work that way. So that, that's, that. I'm 100% with you on this conspiracy theory. It,
1: it just uh, the, the whole thing was just such a production and, and just to see it after, I mean it was like an hour and a half I, I, I was actually like counting, okay how many guys ran sub 4-4 at this and it was like, oh my god, 12 guys under 4-4 and I thought to myself so Man, this is really something this year. And then I went back to the last three combines. Uh, guess how many guys each year ran sub 4-4? Four, four? 12 each year. So I thought, okay, well, there's, there's nothing going on there. And it actually turned out there was, le- I think, nine guys officially ran under 4-4 four, four yesterday. So the whole thing was just this big, loud, well, noisy, it, it, false stat that was given out.
0: Okay, it's not. Because it actually was the fastest wide receiver group. Because that was just the wide receiver group. So, you're counting sub four fours for everything. If you go back and look through, that's the fastest wide receiver group we've ever seen as far as sub four fours. Okay.
1: So, just wide receivers alone. And I think that correct. was, and then there was nine, correct?
0: There was nine. Okay. The, the, the most they've had in a previous class was six. And I believe that was like 2019. Um, and then, so if you know, and we didn't obviously have one or 2020, whatever, we had the, the last one. Um, If you notice, it's trending to have more and more guys. Now, that could be because of training. That could be because these wide receivers are actually getting faster or they're getting better at this. But that was just for wide receivers. They will break the record. The three other guys, Tariq Wolin, Nick Cross, and uh, Kalen Barnes, I, I can assure you right now, They will all be under 4-4. They should be under 4-3 or around that. And you're going to have a number of other DBs that fall into that category, too.
1: It's just so funny, man. Like, to your point, the uh, social media aspect of all this uh – all anybody cares about is the initial on social media. The 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 actual evidence afterwards gets less attention than the actual initial uh, stuff that comes out. Uh, in in every way, shape, and form, every time you go on Twitter uh, or uh, you know Isn't that you, though? like
0: yeah. that's our society. We well, just, yeah. Oh my gosh, did you see that? And, uh, no one looks at the facts. And, uh, and, and no are, one looks at the facts.
1: And these are job interviews. Like we're, right. we're basically just saying, well, you know, I mean, yeah, we, you know, we're uh, you know we, we're leaving some stuff out on the job interview, but don't worry about us. It. As long as we get yeah. people to pay attention it's, like, it's fine it's not a big deal yeah. it's like
0: george o'leary's resume yeah
1: what's you know what happened that, there that, that was
0: never an issue anymore. no <laughs> no not a problem at all be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio
1: and the iheart radio app Two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with the here on FSR. No LeVar Arrington. He will be back on the show with us coming up on Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. But we have some good news in the NFL we are going to get to here momentarily. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. FSR, I just want to open up the hour by saying, uh, "Screw you to Brady Quinn." Um, you have uh, stirred up a a storyline. I don't know if narrative is the right word, but uh, you have all of a sudden gotten some attention because you claimed that I look like one of those uh, villains off the old Superman. Zod, uh, yeah, uh, Zod, the original Superman. Whatever. whatever.
0: I, I mean, just when you wear all black, when you slick your hair back like that, uh, yeah. you end up uh, kind of you know looking like. A villain. But, okay,
1: cool. The guy looks like he has a giantism or something. Uh, I, I don't look anything like him. Elephantitis. I don't. Well, no, definitely not that. <laughs> uh, I don't.
0: Yeah. What is that? Yeah. A, is that not synonymous uh, with a giantism? Well, that's correct. Rady.
1: Rady. In, in in my case, it would be termititis, but uh, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> so here's here's the problem. Uh, the, the beard, uh, the the uh, you know the eye structure. It's just not the same. It's not even close. But oh, I don't because know.
0: The beard's pretty close. Right, the beard's be... right. pretty. close. No, it's not
1: uh, because. You you said it though because you have a great reputation in the world of sports media and beyond. Uh, you know nobody wants to say no to Brady Quinn, so they're just running with this. And so I got people sending pictures of these idiots from uh, some Superman movie uh, from years ago. It's Pretty uh, cool,
0: man. You were yeah. in Superman. That's it's pretty not,
1: dope. It's not cool. Yeah, uh, I don't. It's I, cool. I, I, I wasn't you're, into Superman. you were in Touch
0: by an Angel. Now yeah. you're in Superman. Yeah, in the original.
1: Touch this. Here's the thing. Uh, and then and so I got people that are that are running with that uh, discussion out there. So that's insulting and offensive. Uh, uh, but then uh, we do want to, you know, uh, Aaron uh, tweeted at us and said that, uh, you know, it's her birthday. Uh, and She's listening oh, to the show. Birthday. And yeah. she said she started a new job that is actually uh, pretty near to uh, Dublin, Ohio, the hometown what? of uh, Brady Quinn. How about that? Dubtown. Right. Yeah. yeah. Big time.
0: Home of Wendy's. Yeah. And uh, you know, she'll see Wendy, uh, old Wendy Thomas gallivanting around town. Yeah is wendy thomas like a real person yes really yes yeah i would say uh, I, I saw wendy let's see so wendy's is headquartered in dublin and i saw wendy herself she was in a, an italian restaurant that unfortunately we weren't able to get to when you came to visit in town for my uh, charity golf outing but yeah. we did see her and i'm pretty sure she was in a private room i don't want to say the restaurant. But she was in a private room and I'm pretty sure Pat cropped us to the room when we walked in to say hello. Yeah. I, I swear to you. We uh, we were eating in the back and as we we as we you know, were leaving out the front, the private room's like right off to the side. And I'm pretty sure we went in to say hi. He popped in too, and you know, kind of did his thing. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah. So
1: your your buddy Pat, uh, yeah. who is a savage, uh, decided to uh, decided to leave a little bit of a uh, bouquet uh, for uh, for the uh, owner and founder of Wendy's. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, what what a classy guy. Who knows? He might even be featured in uh, you know the latest edition of Headliner Lie coming up uh, later this hour. Oh uh, boy, I bet uh, he. Yeah, will be. he definitely yeah. will be him and, yeah. uh, him and the meat wagon. Uh, but, but anyway,
0: Aaron, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the new, the new job and hope you enjoy everything <laughs> and, uh, be careful of a tall dark handsome guy named Pat just to, uh, uh, yeah, unbelievable making the rounds uh,
1: by the way did you ever think growing up uh, in the hometown of Wendy's that you would be doing commercials for Wendy's when you got older that's pretty cool
0: it, it's yeah, pretty cool, man. I uh, I never actually thought of it until you just brought it up in this moment.
1: So, yeah, okay, yeah. very good. A uh, way way to play along. Uh, so there he is, folks, Brady Quinn, the uh, the face what? of Dublin, Ohio. Um, you know, listen.
0: Uh, I, I never envisioned myself like being on TV. If I was, it was through playing sports. That was the only way I envisioned that, and I really never thought about that. I just I always loved playing sports, man. I, right. I like the actual sport itself, not the stuff that comes with it. The
1: more believable or more unbelievable that you would be in a commercial for Wendy's or that you would be in a commercial for Wendy's alongside Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush?
0: Ooh. I would say the first, yeah.
1: Yeah, because that uh, that seemed pretty far-fetched years ago when they uh, cheated to win uh, in South Bend seem pretty far fetched. By the way, I had money on that game. I bet on you guys just want it for the record, not even making that up. Legitimately bet on that. Uh, money no
0: line game. or the spread? I think it
1: was the spread and I th- Then you would have won. Yeah, I think I I think I we did covered. win, but I was rooting for you guys to uh, uh to win that game. But, you know, USC cheated, which is so rare for them. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Wow. it just yeah, it just, would be the first time.
1: Yeah, it is uh, so rare. Uh, all right, so uh we continue on here uh on uh, Fox Sports Radio um, and we'd like to say uh, goodbye. Uh, we'd like to uh pay uh, say farewell and um so long. Uh, Appreciate uh, all your contributions over the past couple of years uh, as the COVID-19 protocols in the NFL are gone. That is a wrap, folks. Uh, You can kiss our ass. Uh, That is a wrap. COVID-19 protocols. Bye-bye. The league and the Players Association uh, have uh, said uh, we are done with this. Uh, They have suspended the COVID-19 protocols. So, Brady Quinn, it feels like we might might actually have a normal looking season uh, when when it comes to those protocols or not protocols next year in the NFL good riddance
0: so remember when we talked about how there's a group that is not going to want this to end like that the last thing they want is to hear this news because then they can't talk about it and they can't use it as an excuse to actually show up and work or you know travel and go to things that very reality came true yesterday and I, I'm not going to again I'm not going to name names but I walked on set and and you could hear people behind, people around. They were extru- – like, it was almost like they were scared. They're like, oh, 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 no. Now I have to go into this life where I actually have to show up and, and go into person to work <laughs> in the NFL or I have to travel or I have to go and interview these players face-to-face. Like, how's that going to work? I mean, we've been through basically two years of these protocols where if you look at the way some jobs were impacted, like they'll never go back to what they were pre-COVID. I mean, there's there's companies yeah. now that have saved money on travel because they'd rather interview via zoom and and, and they're just going to stay with that model and they're not going to change but a lot of these reporters a lot of these people who are national media members they got cushy they got comfortable with all this and now they're going to have to actually go out week by week and see people see games do all this stuff go to all these events And there's a portion of them that is absolutely frustrated by it and they're like scared to admit it because then it makes them look like they're lazy with their job. But I swear to you right now, that was the reaction I got from some media members who were upset and frustrated. And they're like, well, uh, until the next thing comes around. And they almost tried to literally oh make up. God. They almost tried to literally make up like another pandemic is coming. Uh, like, well, I'm just I'm telling you, I'm foreshadowing right now. Another one's coming and this is all going to shut back down again. Like, they were so frustrated by it. And I sat there thinking to myself, like, I was so thankful To walk into the combine this year which you know we didn't have it last year right and we so we hadn't had in two years that was the last thing that i was a part of two years ago before it all got shut down and it was it was so cool to see people again and to talk to people like i went out to dinner with a lot of the folks on our cbs crew and i'm like how nice is this like we actually get to sit down break bread catch up see how people are doing we don't we haven't got to do that in two years. And and sometimes you only see these people maybe twice a year because they live somewhere else and it's national so you're you're kind of working separate from one another, and I just I find it crazy that there's people who like just they don't want this to end they they literally do not want the COVID craze to end. God,
1: man, I I, I just it's like um when you're younger. And there's this part on uh, on the movie E. T. where uh, you know the kid wants to stay home from school because he wants to hang out with uh, you know the, the uh, weird looking alien, uh, which looked like uh, Johnny Manziel when he was really deep into it, uh, picking up Reese's pieces off the ground. And so to make sure that he could stay home from school uh, and miss time, he would put the thermometer under the light to try and heat it up, and then put it back in his mouth so it made it look like he had a fever. <laughs> it's almost like you got these these morons who are convinced themselves, I got to be sick. I need to stay home more. I I, I, I got to stay home more. I need it. it dude, you got to move on at some point. Like it, it has to happen. And the fact that in your sentiment of wanting to get out and just, you know, being so thankful to kind of be out and about everybody should be having that man like like this can't last forever at some point you do need to move forward you've got to move on it was temporary it wasn't permanent i, I know from when i got married during the pandemic and it was right after like uh, the initial sort of shutdowns and restrictions and all that and our wedding got completely destroyed i mean all our plans we had stuff booked we had i mean everything I got mean, completely do you really destroyed. want me to challenge
0: this i'm, I'm not going to try to be the a-hole but you were a little bit thankful because it was like
1: cheaper oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> I mean, come on, you think i was upset about it no of course so but but i remember talking to some some people that i work with um you that, that i'm telling you yeah it was fine whatever i, I don't care
0: you were like whatever I, I, so less people come yeah so it. It was i was fine. spend less but, yeah. but
1: point being i talked to somebody D-Y-O-B. i remember i talking to somebody that i worked with here and i was like hey it wasn't what we had planned i know it wasn't the greatest reception in the world but you know thank you for coming and He was like Dude, you don't understand. Like, we haven't been out of the house in months. Like, we had a blast. We just wanted to get out. We just wanted to do something. We were tired of being locked in, eating frozen food because the restaurants were shut down. We wanted somewhere to go. And so, at least we had that. Like, how—if you're somebody who covers the NFL, don't you miss going to games don't you miss being in, in on on the field at stadiums? Are you that spoiled for all those years that you don't have an appreciation for this? Like it's now back. Like your 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 way of life is now somewhat back, and they're pushing back and bitching
0: about it. I don't get it. It's bizarre. Well, What's really bizarre about it is if you think about the athletes you're you're speaking about. I mean, even let's just take the combine for example. The restrictive bubble and protocols they were putting in place when. I mean, the mask mandates almost state-by-state nationwide are going away. And yet Jeff Foster of the NFL wanted to put up these this bubble. And you're like, wait a second. You're telling me you've God. got the, probably some of the most world-class athletes who are 21 and 22 years of age, and you're concerned about their health and well-being and that you're going to be able to better protect them than their – own team of people who have been training them for this moment who are more dialed into their nutrition who are more dialed into their sleep their recovery their bodies and they have been for the past six to ten weeks you're telling me you're going to do a better job of monitoring that it is the dumbest thing in the world it's no different when there's all those people who were advocating for college student athletes to go home and be off campus, and it's a dangerous place. You
1: remember, uh, who was it that said they were going to die? Um, Dennis Dodd. So, Dennis he, <laughs> he,
0: he, he, took, he literally took a professor from <laughs> Illinois who's a stats professor, and then he said, well, he predicted like two deaths if college football <laughs> played a season. He, and, and and here's the truth. What's What's missed in all of this is, do you really think those players weren't better off being at these – Multi, multi million or billion dollar institutions that have those athletes under scholarship where they have unlimited meals, a nutritionist, a medical staff and team around them, a strength and conditioning or a performance, a sports performance staff, and everyone checking in with them every day you think that would be better for college student athletes (laughs) than being at home it's so stupid like none of these people realize where some of these kids come from some of these kids come from backgrounds where like they're fighting just to find a meal and you're telling me they're going to be better at home it was the dumbest argument ever and again now that we're getting to the point where it's over it's behind us People can't stop looking back in the rearview mirror. Hey, bro, it's a tenth of the size of a windshield, maybe a twentieth of the size of a windshield for, for a reason. Stop looking behind. Look ahead. Move on with your life.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it just uh, crazy, the, uh, the coverage and uh, the behavior of
0: some. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m.
1: Pacific. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, We are going to be back on the air, the three of us, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific here, coming up on Monday on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, including the epic return of Headline or Lie, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com after we go off the air. I want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of Las Vegas, this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is now through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement. That's right. You and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th through the 30th. The prize packaging Includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to L- to Vegas during draft weekend. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Turn on Let's go to the news
1: desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. Ooh, that's some fresh-ass <laughs> that imaging sounds, there. That sounded very similar <laughs> to a, fresh. a segment
0: earlier <laughs> in today's <laughs> show. That is <laughs> 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 Top <laughs> notch, man. Hey, baby.
1: hey uh, is that Fresca, Roberto? Is that how you say yeah. fresh? Fresca, yeah. Uh, should, we, should we hear that again? One more, Should we play that again? I'm just, <laughs> I want to hear it one more time. Yeah, make it. make it three yeah. times on the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, good.
0: Uh, uh, all, right, all right, what do we got? Let's get it kicked off. Uh, This one's kind of interesting. Uh, A Virginia sheriff's office is praising a goat for assistance in chasing a suspect. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, The goat, named Gracie, helped two deputies flush out a suspect they were chasing. And, uh, yeah, they they took pictures with it, little video footage and all that. But the uh, officers were on foot pursuit uh, from a fleeing suspect. And basically the goat... Uh, Help kind of push out the suspect. Scared the the goats got um, a couple little horns, but it, it got territorial of its uh, of its area of its space, and helped to actually push out the suspect on foot that eventually uh, was fleeing and uh, ended up being in the arms of the uh, police officers. Oh,
1: I mean, like, this police department can't afford a canine. They're, they're uh, yeah, I a, don't
0: know the specifics of what group this was. I mean,
1: um, well, we should do, we should break this down. All right. See, yeah. I feel like that's maybe the least, in, like a bunny rabbit is the only other thing less intimidating to chase down a suspect than a goat. Because have you ever have you ever like uh, encountered a goat or had one charge you? Right. Okay,
0: I'm glad you I'm glad you okay. brought this up. Yes. So there is like one of those petting farms where you can go and like feed the horses, yeah. feed the goats, and they're them. awful. Yeah. Well. The problem is there's crap everywhere. Yes. Like, you can't walk out there and feed the animals yeah. without someone stepping on poop, especially, yeah. like, our kids who are five, three, and 2. Like, you might as well just throw away the shoes because they're just <laughs> covered in, in animal feces. Yep. So we go out to this little petting zoo farm area, and uh, there happens to be a little goat out there. And obviously, you're taking out food to help feed them. Well, this one little rascal was being rather aggressive and at one point he literally lowered his head and bucked my wife and so i took him i kid you not by the horns and dragged him over to the corner of the pen then he started like kicking at the dirt like he was going to charge me and sure enough as i'm sitting there holding out food and trying to give it i turn my back he comes over and rams me And so I just grabbed the thing, pick him up, move him. Someone from the place came out. They're like, no, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, He tends to act up sometimes. He gets selfish about the food. And they're trying to explain why my kids are scared to death at one point i was just pulling the thing around by its horn holding another kid in my arms they're crying yeah because they thought the goat was going to knock him over
1: it's the easiest defense in the world you grab it by the horns and you could do whatever you want with it i'm to like if a goat charges you little tip for people out there if you encounter a goat um if a goat charges you grab it by the horns and maneuver it like it's a laundry basket like it's not going to do anything So the fact that this guy got caught and them using a goat, I think they should add six months more onto whatever time he has to serve. Just like that. How about that? That That's how we get things done here on the show. All right.
0: Let's let's go to the next story. Are you the type of guy that eats leftovers?
1: Depends. Depends on the leftover. Leftover pizza is good. Leftover salad, not so much. Uh, It just depends on what it is.
0: Okay. What about leftover noodles?
1: Like ramen noodles or like uh, spaghetti like
0: noodles. Lo mein. Probably right, not. I'll, I'll just get into it. Yeah, probably A not. A New England college student had his legs amputated after eating some leftover lo mein noodles. Uh, it's it's kind of tragic and scary. Now he's doing much better now, but the 19 year old man, uh, and it was admitted into the PQ, which is the pediatric pediatric intensive care unit uh, in Mass General. Uh, As a result of becoming in shock, he had organ failure and a really massive rash. They actually had to, like, airlift him and eventually amputate uh, both legs uh, after eating what was a mixture of, I think it was chicken, uh, lo mein, noodles. There were some vegetables in there. And here's the crazy part. His roommate ate the same thing. Now, he began vomiting and experienced chills, general weakness. But, you know, that was it. That was where it ended for him so he was fine but the other individual was the one that ended up being taken to the emergency room uh, and his skin developed this like purplish discoloration rash kind of scary deal but gotta be careful about eating leftovers
1: Wait, hold hold on a second so they had it the night before and it was fine but when they ate it as a leftover that's when it got funky?
0: yeah yeah, it was uh, rice, chicken and a little uh, lobein and it was from a restaurant they didn't make it either that's the interesting
1: thing. Hey, wow, way, way to uh, send us off and uh, on a good note, man. Like this oh, I is. I mean, a-
0: sorry. I'm just. I was making sure. You know, you weren't going to go eat any leftovers. Uh, uh, and all of I of blowing up your toilet.
1: Hold on. Let me uh, let me read the obituaries before we go. Let's see what we got here. Let me see uh, anything. Uh, oh, that's not as nasty as that. That's just well done there on the BQ news.